are you all? Um, I am so, so, so sorry about the mini hiatus I've kind of took on. Um, the plan to release an episode every week went completely tits up, I know. Uh, for that, I do apologise. But I assure you, it wasn't through me not being interested or me losing any oomph or passion for the podcast. It was actually due to me being rushed into a hospital a few weeks back. So I hope you guys have had a better few weeks than I have. Um, don't worry, I'm all okay. It was just an op to sort out a lovely hernia that I had. Uh, but the recovery is going well. So I'm back and firing on all cylinders just in time for, of course, Pride Month. Um, thank you to all those who sent the best wishes. Um, I received one Get Well Soon card, which was by, of course, Melissa Therese, the one and only greatest author within Les Fick. So thank you so much for sending that. Um, I mean, everything has a silver lining, right? So thanks to some neat work by the surgeons. I actually have a belly button again, which has come at perfect time as I go abroad on the 16th. So I'm not saying I've got a beach bod. I've definitely got a winter bod, but at least I've got a visible belly button. Um, and also about silver linings, I've actually learned that I've got an app hidden under my stomach's underwear somewhere um i was going to say sunderwear then well yeah i've got an ab uh because that has been hurting like hell so at least i've learned a lot about myself um since we last spoke so much has happened within the lgbtq plus community um obviously we have an openly gay active footballer um and trust me i will be covering that and much more in the episodes to come but first and foremost happy pride month um and because it is the glorious month where we celebrate ourselves take pride in who we are and showing that everyone is human and equal regardless of gender how we identify and who we love this episode is to share the story of where it all began so I'm going to go straight into it because today's episode is one that's incredibly important to myself, um, to the whole of the LGBTQ plus community, and one that's not very often told. So let's get into it. Well, um, so the story that we're sharing today is like I say we're all of lgbtq plus rights the pride month that we know today where it all began and that of course is with the stonewall riots also known as stonewall uprising now to understand why the stonewall riots was such a monumental moment let's paint a picture one that many of you will have never heard of, let alone believed before now. So homosexuality was such a sin in the eyes of Americans and many across the globe that it was in fact a crime. So much so that in America between 1947 and 1950, 
1,700 federal job applications were denied. 4,380 people were discharged from the military and 420 were fired from their government jobs for being suspected homosexuals. Throughout the 1950s and 1960s, the US Federal Bureau of Investigation, I think I've said that right, but basically the FBI and police departments kept lists of known homosexuals and their favoured establishments and friends. The US Post Office kept track of addresses where material pertaining to homosexuality was mailed. State and local governments followed suit. Bars catering to gay men and lesbians were shut down and their customers were arrested and exposed in newspapers. Cities performed sweeps to rid neighbourhoods. I always, you know, you can tell I'm reading this information, right, guys? I've got to break it up for a little bit of emotion here. I'm reading this information because I want to ensure that all the facts are covered so you guys are educated to the best you can. Like I say, some of you might know this story, some of you won't. So I want to make sure all the facts are covered. And it I've had to break because reading words such as to rid, to rid, that's like basically thrown in the trash. Oh, honestly, this is the terminology that was used for people like myself. So... I apologise if my voice breaks or I break off for a moment. It's hard to read because this was people's lives. This is true. So yeah, cities performed sweeps to rid neighbourhoods, parks, bars and beaches of gay people. They outlawed the wearing of opposite gender clothes in universities, expelled instructors suspected of being homosexual. So basically, like say, gay people or homosexuals were just thrown in the trash. We weren't wanted, nor were we once sort of accepted. Not even sort of, we weren't. So I'm gonna let that sink in a moment for you guys. This was all happening whilst my parents were alive. That is only one generation above my own being accustomed to such acts and seeing it as the social norm. So I'm reading these words, like I say, to rid neighbourhoods of gay people. That was in newspapers all over the globe. So I'm going to try and put my uh, emotions aside. Apologies for the break again. Um, to continue with the story. So in the 60s, a few establishments were opened to the LGBTQ community. However, nearly all of them were owned and run by organised crime groups, crime? crime groups, such as the Mafia, who owned the Stonewall Inn. They watered down the alcohol and overcharged, knowing that those who visited didn't really have anywhere else to go. So it wasn't the best of nights out, but it was the only night out that homosexuals could have and almost feel comfortable. In the early hours on the 28th of June 1969, two undercover police women and two undercover police men who were in attendance at the Stonewall Inn called for backup. 
That's after spending a few hours collecting so-called evidence that homosexual activities and individuals were in attendance. The reason for backup? They were going to start a police raid, whilst 205 patrons were in the bar. Now, the standard procedure of such a raid was to line up the patrons, check their, uh, check their identification, and have female police officers take customers dressed as women to the bathroom to verify their sex, upon which any people appearing to be physically male and dressed as women would be arrested. So again, I'm going to take a moment to let that sink in. So you're having a nice watered down drink at your local bar where you feel somewhat safe. And then all of a sudden you're being escorted to the bathroom to expose yourself. And if what the person demanding this of you didn't agree with what's under your clothes, then you'd be arrested. However, this night things didn't go to plan. The patrons refused to go to the bathroom and others refused to produce identify identification. The police reacted by inappropriately touching lesbians whilst frisking them and began arresting others. Those who were not arrested were removed from the bar with force. Some officers physically kicking and forcefully pushing individuals out of the bar. Usually, at this point, those evacuated would quietly return home, but not this night. As a crowd began to form outside of the Stonewall Inn, those removed from the premises began saluting the officers and performing to the crowd, which spurred a response, including some of the crowd shouting gay powers and others singing we shall overcome. As arrest continued, a rumour began that the patrons still inside the inn were being beaten by the officers. Of course, naturally, this sparked feisty reaction from the crowd, who began throwing bottles and pennies at the police vehicles. Soon after, a riot began, one which ended with the police being locked in the inn and the crowd numbers increasing before things eventually calmed down almost three hours later. These actions had a significant domino effect on the LGBT community, one which has made all that we see today possible. Such reactions and instant effects were that the tensions between the New York City police and gay residents of Greenwich Village erupted into more protests the next evening and again several nights later. Within weeks, village residents organised into activist groups demanding the right to live openly regarding their sexual orientation and without fear of being arrested. The new activist organisations concentrated on confrontational tactics and within months, three newspapers were established to promote rights for gay men and lesbians. A year after the uprising, to mark the anniversary on the 28th of June 1970, the first gay pride marches took place in Chicago, Los Angeles, New York and San Francisco. Now, I did try to find the numbers of how many attended. It looks like the police played it down and said around a thousand people attended these marches. Some newspapers reported that up to 20,000 people across the 
cities, or I'm not sure what they're called in America. Um, I think Chicago's a city. But across these places, almost 20,000, if not more, attended the um, parades, the gay pride marches. Within a few years, gay rights organisations were funded across, well, should I say founded across the US and the world. So today, LGBT pride events are held annually in June in honour of the Stonewall riots. The Stonewall National Monument was established at the site in 2016. An estimated 5 million participants commemorated. Do you know, I really need to learn to read. I wrote this as well. So I'm not reading from a newspaper or a website. I actually wrote this and I still don't know what the words say. So yeah, um, an estimated 5 million participants commemorated the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. And on June the 6th, 2019, New York City Police Commissioner James P. O'Neill rendered a formal apology for the actions of officers at Stonewall in 1969. Now, I've included that part because it took 50 years for such an apology, which occurred only three years ago. So only three years ago did a police commissioner acknowledge that the actions of the officers on that night at the Stonewall Inn were not acceptable, were not right. Three years ago. So only five years ago, nobody thought to apologise. Nobody saw the bad in those actions. So this is how recent changes happened. I cannot reiterate enough that what I've covered today has happened during the lifespan of my own parents, one generation above my own. The first Pride March, the first Pride Parade, took place only seven years before my own brother was born. Seven years before my brother was born. When you put age and generations to it, it shows how recent all of this occurred. This is during the Queen's reign over Britain and all the Commonwealth. This all happened not that long ago. So for those who say on social media, things are okay now for the LGBT community. Why do we need Pride Month? Or where's the Pride events for straight people? This is why. 52 years ago, I myself was illegal. <laughs> Actually, in fact, in 69 countries today, which is 35% of the countries on this planet, I am, in fact, still illegal. So over a quarter of the countries on this planet would either arrest me or in some cases harm me for just loving my girlfriend. This is why pride still happens. To encourage positive changes to continue happening. To show that we are proud of who we are, who we love and who we identify as. And we will not stand to be treated any differently to our brothers and sisters of the world. We are all human, we are all valid, and we are all one. It is time for the powers 
the B to see this and to accept this. So I encourage you during Pride Month and every single day of the year, whether you are part of the LGBT community, LGBTQ plus community, or if you are in fact a heterosexual who identifies as the gender you were assigned to at birth, you can still be an ally. You can still say that certain government views of LGBTQ plus community members are not okay. You can still say that, yeah, happy pride. I support you. I'm with you on this. There is nothing stopping you. I'm not going to end this episode with any reviews of books today or any questions that people have sent or any other views as I really want the message from this episode to be one that sticks with you. The story for you to digest on and realise that such happenings are still happening today, are still occurring today and that you can play a part in making the future look brighter to look more equal. So I will thank you for listening and I do hope to hear from you regarding any questions you want to ask, how you can support, or even if you want to share your stories or views, please get in touch. But I do want to end this by saying thank you. And thank you to all those who took a stand in the early morning of the 28th of June, 1969. Because of you, I'm marrying the love of my life this month. Because of you, change happened. Because of you, people's lives have been saved. So thank you.